use this a very powerful mechanism of parliamentary questions to get this information. So in terms of uh, parliamentary rules, members of parliament are able to submit uh, questions directly to ministers, which they are compelled to answer truthfully. So all of this information comes directly from the ministers themselves. So we submitted the, the question to, uh, to every minister, and we got uh, these 18 responses so far that you referred to from different departments, showing that uh, uh, you know the, the total spent on accommodation is about 1.2 billion, another 157 million on catering, and then another 12 million on entertainment. Uh, that brings the total to 1.4 billion rand uh, in the past three years for for these three categories. And just to put that into perspective, uh, we actually crunched the numbers, and it shows that that same amount would actually have been able to feed. 250,000 needy school children for their entire 12-year school career. So it really shows you the incredible amount of money that's been spent uh, on this in the last three years. And, of course, most of that time was spent in lockdown. So it's quite extraordinary to hear uh, that, uh, you know, accommodation options were very limited for most South Africans. And Mm. yet here we have 1.4 billion rand being spent on this. Now, what does the ministerial handbook say about the benefits and the privileges to ministers and deputy ministers to which members and their families are entitled to? So the ministerial handbook um, provides for a range of benefits. These are things uh, uh, such as uh, flights. These are things such as VIP security. But actually what this question was referring to is much wider. It covers the ministers, the deputy ministers, as well as officials in the department. So it's trying to get a sense of of government-wide, national government-wide, what the spending actually looks like. So this extends well beyond the specifics of the ministerial handbook. Uh, And then it's interesting to see how there are some departments that are really outliers. So, for example, the uh, uh, Minister Ronald Lamola's Department of Justice and Correctional Services at the highest spending, 293 million rand. Now, we know, obviously, that the National Prosecuting Authority is in serious trouble, mm. and uh, a budget shortfall being one of the main reasons why it's in so much trouble. And yet, here you have that very department spending almost 300 million rand on its own on these categories. The, uh, uh, Minister Lindiwe Sisulu's former departments of human settlements, water and sanitation, over a quarter of a billion rand as well. And then uh, basic education, Andy Mochekha, uh, Andy Mochekha, 149 million rand. Uh, and lastly, home affairs, the same amount, 149 million rand from Minister Aaron Motsualedi's department. Now, so this is not only the ministers, these are the officials. And we know the state that home affairs is in. We know that home affairs, you know, in many ways stopped working during lockdown. And yet here we have officials that were still traveling around, staying at hotels, paying for entertainment. Uh, and we know that our immigration system is in massive, massive trouble. And many people are now using this to, to fuel uh, xenophobia. And instead of spending 150 million rand on, on parties and, and accommodation, it was critical that we use this to fix our affairs. Mm-hmm. But uh, ANC members or ministers would probably argue that these spend for accommodation, catering, entertainment is necessary in order for them to do their work. So what urgent interventions then is the DA taking to remedy this expenditure? I'm really fascinated by that uh, line of arguing in the in the context of the the two years of lockdown that we've been through, uh, Elvis. So mm. if you think about um, the rules that were actually in place, uh, it is staggering to me to think that that, that the government was spending 1.2 billion rand on accommodation when uh, and, you know that implies travelling around, that implies 
you know, the, the catering side of this, the entertainment side of this. So I, I, we'll, we'll try and get more information on exactly what the purpose was of this expenditure, because, yes. as you say, that is relevant. But in a context where almost everyone was uh, locked down and, for, and forced to work from home, uh, something doesn't quite add up with this, with this astronomical figure of spending. I think the bigger point to be made, though, is, as you said, the ministerial handbook covers a certain portion of, of spending. But we clearly have certain departments, specific departments that I've mentioned, um, home affairs, basic education, uh, justice and correctional services, um, that there's a real problem here. They are massive outliers. And the reason we can say that is because some of the departments actually indicated that they spent very, very little. Um, I can highlight Minister Ibrahim Patel's Department of Trade and Industry in in this regard, uh, which uh, spent, you know, something like 10,000 rand altogether. So you have some departments that are spending hundreds of millions of rands and and some that are also big departments spending almost nothing. So uh, I think there's a huge problem with with financial controls in some Mm -hmm. of these departments. And unfortunately, at a time when South Africans are hungry, massive unemployment, uh, we know how poverty has increased in the last few years. And we even know that school feeding schemes were shut down for a big part of lockdown. Here we have evidence mm-hmm. of the national government uh, really parting like there's no yes. tomorrow during this period. Now, the DA has also accused the ANC cabinet of being behind the rising unemployment. You've just mentioned it, poverty, crime rate and, and corruption. So with this in mind, what are your thoughts? Because we're asking our listeners this morning on the ESCOM board member, uh, Ms. Busisiwe Mavuso, blaming ESCOM's woes solely on the ANC. You know, I think what she said is the absolute and honest truth. And we really have to ask questions when... Uh, If Parliament is not the venue for for honesty and for truth and for confronting the real problems, then you really have to wonder where are we supposed and where are South Africans to actually speak the uh, supposed to speak the truth? Because what Ms. Mavusa did was to uh, was to counter uh, uh, the scapegoating of ESCOM and and, and the leadership there by simply stating that uh, she's not going to fall for this. She's going to lay the blame. If, if, if the ANC in Parliament wants to play the blame game, then it's going to backfire on them because the blame must fall squarely at their feet for the mismanagement that we've seen for decades. So, so I and the DA certainly applaud Ms. Mavuso for having the courage. And we actually hope that we get more officials, more board members who come forward in Parliament and speak the honest truth, because that's what that house and that institution is there mm-hmm. for. Yes. And instead of chasing away people for speaking the truth, even and especially when it's uncomfortable, we should really be uh, lucky to have a board member like that, and we should, mm-hmm. we should really hope to get more but, people like that in our right. state-owned entity.